And now, on Prophetic Faith. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and tonight we're going into a brand new series that's really going to help so many of us, and it's an issue in our life that many of us, we don't recognize so many times. What am I talking about? I'm talking about procrastination. Yes. Now, what does that mean? Constantly putting things off for tomorrow, what you can do today. And in this message, I'm going to show you how many different ways the enemy is using procrastination in your life to rob you of the best that God has for you. And tonight, we're dealing with indecisive thinking and how it makes us go to a standstill and we lose out on what God has for us. So let's go into this message right now. It's really going to bless you, and I'll see you at the end of the program. There is one thing above all above everything else that we must master, and that is procrastination. And you may be thinking, Why, how is that such a big deal? But as I break this stuff down, you're going to learn that <clears throat> you're going to learn that procrastination plays a very big role in stopping you from doing what God has called you to do. So before I get into this message today, I want you to ask yourself this question, what is stopping me? What is holding me back? from doing what God has called me to do. I'm going to say it one more time. What is stopping you, what's holding you back from doing what God has called you to do? Or doing the things that you know that you need to do. Maybe in here, and I want everybody to listen to me this morning, maybe some of you, God has placed something on your heart to do, but you keep putting it off. Come on now. Maybe there's something, maybe there's a dream, there's a vision. Maybe there's something else that God has placed on you to do and you just keep pushing it to the side. Do you know what that is? That is procrastination. Now, let's deal with this today. What does the word procrastination mean? Procrastination means putting off immediate action or to put off doing something that you can do when? Today for tomorrow. Let me say it one more time. Putting off immediate action right now, right? Immediate action are to put off doing something that you can do today for tomorrow. How many is one of their favorite slogans? And let's just be real in here this morning. How many of you, one of your favorite slogans is, I'll do it tomorrow? Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going to be real in here this morning. This has to do a lot with me. Before I'm bringing this to you. God brought this to me. It hit home to me first. 
We've got that tendency to want to put everything off tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it later. I'll do it when I get time. And so forth and so forth. But here's what it can be from. Now what, what is different causes of procrastination? It can be out of carelessness. I'm going to take my time on that. It could be out of carelessness. Maybe you're not uh, being attentive to something. Maybe you, it's not one of your top priorities. Well, guess what? Procrastination is bound to follow that. Why? Because you really don't have a care for it. Number two, it could be indecisiveness. Or number three, watch this, it could be laziness. Now, we're going to deal with all those. Now, in this part, let me, three part. everybody hold your finger up three right there. All right, three things, three different reasons for procrastination. Number one, indecisiveness. And this is the one we're going to deal with today. Indecisiveness means you can't make up your mind. Should I do this right now or should I do this? Well, I need to do this right here. And you just bounce them back and forth and over here and over there and you can't make up your mind. Number two. It could be by perfectionism. Everything's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be in line. Uh, the weather's got to be just right. The sun, the temperature's got to be just right. This and that's got to be just right or I'm not going to do it. And a lot of times, even though you may have perfectionism, you want things perfect. Well, we live in a life where things are not always what? Perfect. So when you have that attitude and you're consumed by it, guess what? It could actually bring forth procrastination. Now, in number three, again, laziness. It could be, now listen now, it could be that you know what to do, you just don't want to do it. Amen? Now, let's get into this. John 5, 3 through 8. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word today. I thank you for everybody that's listening to this message Father, we just want to honor you, Lord, and we want to thank you, Father, that this is not a time to throw your hands up and say, what's the use? This is a time to rejoice. Why? Because we are advancing. Why? Because light shines its brightest in the darkest places of life. So, Lord, we rejoice today. We choose to rejoice in you and what you've done. In Jesus' name, and I bless every person in here today. And everybody said, Amen. Now, look at John 5. Let's read this, verse 3. It says, And in these days lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind and halt and withered, waiting, somebody say waiting, waiting for the move of the water. For an angel went down to, at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water, and whosoever then was, what, first after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatever disease, didn't matter what it was, that they had. Verse 5, And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity. How many years? Thirty-eight years. I'm going to read that one more time. Thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will you be made whole? And the impotent man answered him and said, Sir, I have no man. Say that with me. I have no man. When the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said unto him, Rise. So notice this right here. He doesn't even accept his statement. He simply says to him, Rise, take up your bed, 
and walk. Now, now I'm not trying to be critical this morning, but notice what Jesus said. Jesus wasn't saying, oh, bless your heart, and all this other stuff, you know, that we like to say to people. Because, why? Because he knew that he had the power within him that if he wanted it bad enough, he could get what he was desiring in God. So, So notice this right here. When you've procrastinated so long, now the reason why I read this right here is because this is a great example in Scripture of procrastination. So here this man has been desiring to be healed. How many believes that he was desiring to be healed? Of course he was. There's nobody who just wants to say, I just want to lay here for the rest of my life and and be in pain or whatever. No, 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 no. He wanted to be healed. But the want is not enough. There are many people that want to be in shape. There are many people that want to have success. They want to have this. They want to have that. But guess what? Just talking about it does what? Nothing. Right? So watch this. So he was procrastinating. So write this down. When you've procrastinated so long, your excuses begin to become reasons. Mm, Let me say it one more time. When we've, watch this, when we've adopted an attitude of procrastinating, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, well, the conditions aren't right, and so forth. When we start doing that, guess what? Our excuses begin to become our reasons. So in other words, these were no longer excuses for him. The reason why he, Jesus asked him, he says, why are you still laying here? Why after 38 years are you still waiting by this pool? And notice something, that these no longer were his excuses. These were his reasons. The reason is, is that I don't have a man to throw me in there. Or I don't have, every time I try to go forth, somebody jumps in front of me. And if you're not careful, we begin to ex- not just excuse ourselves, but we begin to say that these are, these are our reasons. The reason why I'm still in my mess is because of this. The reason why I'm not doing what God has called me to do is because of this right here. These are the dangerous things that we do. Excuses become reasons. Now, Watch this. So we know what needs to be done and we know what needs to happen in our life, don't we? But what's he saying? He says, I have no man to put me in there. So what this man is saying is, he says, I know what needs to be done. I need to get in that water and I need to get in first. But guess what? Because of his procrastination, he's still laying here 38 years later by this water. Still knowing, let me say it again, still knowing what to do i got to get in that water. Or either, either one or two ways. I've got to have, I have, I have a man help me in there, or I've got to jump in there first. But guess what? Just talking about it, just you know, daydreaming about it, is not going to accomplish anything in your life. See, well, I, I'm going to deal with this later on, but you know when change happens? How many knows when change happens? When you change, right? Change does not happen by talking about change, does it? No, it does not. And see, this man was waiting on a change, but he wasn't doing the necessary things to bring forth the change. Now, watch this. Notice what Jesus said. He said, will you be made whole? You know what he was saying? 
Watch this. He was saying, how long are you going to let excuses be stronger? Come on. Then the answer, then the thing that you want. I'm going to say that one more time because somebody needs to hear this. How long are you going to let excuses be stronger than what you want or what you desire? Like I said, if you go up to most people, and this is just an easy example. When you go up to most people and you say, hey, would you like to get fit this year? Yeah, I would love to get fit this year. Man, I would love to get in shape. I would love to have this type of body or whatever. But guess what? For most people, excuses are stronger than what they desire. Now, listen, I've told you, this is a message for me. Because in some of my areas, that's how I am on stuff. Excuses are stronger than what? Desires. And we've got to crush that. We've got to conquer those things. But here's what you've got to look at. This man... Now, we, we're dealing with today indecisive thought life. What does that mean again? That means that you can't make up your mind. Now, for a lot of people, the reason why procrastination is in your life may not be because you're a perfectionist. It may not even be because you're lazy. But it could be because you're indecisive. How many knows what I'm talking about? You just, are you one of those people that says, man, I just can't, I can't clearly make up my mind. Every time I want to do something, then I talk myself out of it because I think, well, I got to do this right here. Well, no, well, I need to do this right here. And you don't know which way to go and you don't know which decision to make. And so guess what? You don't make any decision. Now notice right here that this man, that's what he was dealing with. He was saying, well, what do I do? Do I try to be the first one in the, in the pool or do I wait for a man to come and get me? And he's wrestling back and forth with those thoughts, back and forth, back and forth, to, to where he's at a place where he's doing what? Nothing. For 38 years, he's indecisive. Do I wait for somebody? You know, I, I, I don't really want to jump in front of people, Right? I don't want to jump in front of people. I don't want to, I don't want to be rude or this or that, but, but maybe I'll just wait for a man. Well, what if nobody shows up? You can just hear him thinking these things. And so the whole time, because of indecisiveness, guess what? He can't, he's procrastinating. He keeps putting it off. Right? Ten years later, he's still putting it off. Twenty years later, he's still procrastinating. Why? Because he can't make up his mind. But this is what Jesus said. He said, man, do you want to be whole or not? So it's all about what do you desire, right? That needs to be top priority, right? What, what is important to our life as it pertains to the will of God? I'm not talking about something you desire of sin or something you desire in the world. I'm talking about the visions that God has placed in you. These are things that we've got to deal with. And I'm going to, I'm going to show you something on how to master those on in this, uh, this message. Now look at James 1, 6 and 8. It says, But let him ask in faith. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. What does that mean? Back and forth, right? Back and forth. All right. For he that wavereth is like what? He even describes it. He's like a wave of the sea. What does a wave do? How many has been to the beach? And what does a wave do? It goes back and forth all day. All day long, just back and forth. You go there the next year, guess what? Them waves are still going back and forth. And you know what? A lot of people 
That's how they live their life. They're still going back and forth on things, back and forth. You see them five years later and they're still going back and forth. He says, don't be like that. Don't be like the waves of the sea being tossed. Verse 7. For let not that man thinks that he will receive what? Anything. So never mind receiving the wrong thing. Guess what? He said, you're not going to receive anything of the Lord. Verse 8. For a double-minded or somebody who has two trains of thought all the time, guess what? Is unstable in all of their ways. So watch this. The man at the pool of Bethesda had a double mind. <clears throat> One minute he was thinking, I'm going to jump in first. The next minute he was thinking, <clears throat> excuse me, the next minute he was thinking, I'm going to have a man come and help me in the pool. And he's going back and forth. But guess what? The whole time he's going back and forth, he's not getting anything done. Does that sound like anybody? Come on. Where you just, you spend all day thinking about what you should do, but that by the time you finally make up your mind, it's already passed. Ooh, come on. This is double-mindedness. This is not, this is being indecisive. You're not having a clear thinking. Now notice right here, that word uh, unstable in all of his ways, in the Greek it says he's unstable in all of his paths. So I want you to think about that right there. Okay, so picture this. All right, I cannot, if I'm standing right here, right, and one train of thought says, go this way, the other train of thought says, go this way. Guess what? I cannot physically go down both paths at the same time. Would you agree? I can't do it. So I'm going to have to either make up my mind, watch, I'm going to have to either make up my mind that I'm going to go down this path or I'm going to go down this path or guess what I'm going to be doing? I'm going nowhere. So the whole time I'm spending, well, should I go down this? Well, I don't know. This one right here looks better. And you're talking about this when you talk. Well, two hours goes by and guess where you, st guess where you are now? Right where you were. You see what I'm talking about? That's procrastination. You keep putting stuff off. What you can do today, we put off what? For tomorrow, not, may not be because you're lazy. It may not be because you're a perfectionist. It might just be because you can't make up your mind. How many, like, I mean, how many says that several times a day? I just can't make up my mind. I'm bad for that. I just can't make up my mind. But we've got to learn, watch this, we've got to learn to have a clear mindset. What did he say? He said, watch this, you cannot do anything when you're in this type of mindset. As long as you don't, watch this, as long as you're wrestling on what the will of God is and what He wants you to do, guess what? You can't do anything. This was this man. What's a good example? Right here in chapter 5. 38 years later, he's done nothing because he can't make up his mind on whether somebody's going to throw him in that water or is he going to have to jump up and go first. That's the power. Watch this. I told you earlier that one of the greatest things that you got to conquer is procrastination. And maybe you thought, well, this, that don't make much sense. But now you see the power of it. 
that 38 years later, he's still right where he was. Why? For one thing, procrastination. Now notice right here, watch this. He says, if any man lack wisdom or revelation, what do we do? The Bible says we ask of God and believe that he will make it what? Clear. The Bible even goes as far to say that God does not despise you to do that, but he wants you to do that. Now, how many uh, watching today or are in here this morning, you might be saying, well, I don't know what God wants me to do. Well, have you tried asking God? Well, you know, I've tried asking God, but I just don't know. Well, see, right there, you just canceled it out. Because he said, whoever asks of me has to believe God's going to show me. See, you've got to come to the place, watch this. If you've got two paths and you say, I don't know which path to go down, you've got to come to the place in your faith where you say, you know what, I believe and I know that God's going to show me which way to go. I know that God's going to show me. You say, well, what do you do in the meantime, right? That's the question we're asking. What do I do in the meantime? When I don't know what to do about a particular situation, what do I do in the meantime? Guess what you do? What you can do. What you can do. See, see, that's what cripples so, so many people is because they don't know what to do, they just do what? Nothing. I'll just sit back and do nothing because I don't know what to do. Well, I'm waiting on God to show me, but until He shows me, I'm not going to do anything. But see, what I want to present to you today is do what you can do in the meantime. How many knows, yeah, there is a spiritual side of things, is there not? Yes, we live as a spiritual being. But there's also a natural thing, right? There, watch this, watch. I may be believing that God's going to heal a tooth issue that I have, right? But you say, well, what do I do in the meantime while I'm waiting on it or while I wait to see what God's saying about it? Guess what? You still get up and brush your teeth. You, does that make sense? See, you do what you can do in the natural well, I can't, make, I can't heal my tooth in the natural. Okay, well, do what you can do. Brush your teeth, right? Use some Listerine. Come on. But believe God that God's, God's going to come through on that. So it's the same thing in the things in life. Don't sit back and do nothing. Well, I just don't know exactly what God wants me to do. Well, do something, right? Because watch this. You say, what do you do? Watch this. Do what you can do as the Lord directs you. Did he not say in John 14 and 16 that he would lead us and guide us, what? Into what? All truth. Not in all error, but he said what? In all truth. So if He's going to lead us and guide us into all truth, then I don't have to doubt whether God's going to come through or not. Come on. Let, can I tell you something like this? That many things that I felt that God was telling me to do, He did not specifically... Watch this. At first, He did not specifically tell me, do this. But I felt the incentive to do it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Guess what? I would jump out and start doing what I could do and then God would come and confirm that. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm giving you some wisdom in here this morning because God doesn't tell you every single little detail and step. Wouldn't that be awesome if He did? Yes, it would. But He don't, right? How many... What? 
How many this morning did God tell you what clothes to, to wear? Nobody? Okay. <laughs> I know you lying, right? Amen. No, he didn't. But I believe you said... Procrastination. An enemy that many of us do not think about, but I'm telling you right now, if you, if you start to think about it, it has robbed you of so many things. Constantly putting things off for tomorrow until you've done it for so much that you look years down the road and say, man, I could have had that years ago. I could have I done that a long time ago. And as you can see in this message, it's opening your eyes to make you realize that procrastination is robbing you. It is robbing you. It's stealing the best that God has for you. And you and I, that's something we don't want. So I want to pray for those right now that are battling indecisiveness. You don't know what to do. You don't know what situation uh, is best or what uh, decision is best to make. I want to pray for you that God will give you clear direction. Because he said, if any man lack of wisdom, let him ask of God, believing that he will receive it, and he will not withhold it from you. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up every person that's battling indecisiveness. Lord, I thank you right now, and I praise you, Lord, that you've given us direction. You're, you're showing us what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and where to do it. Because your spirit is on the inside of us. He is leading us and guiding us into all truth. And I just thank you for this right now, that the indecisiveness, not knowing what to choose, not knowing what to do, is fading away. And by that fading away, Lord, procrastination is going away. We thank you for this. We thank you for showing us what truly matters in our life and what is just robbing us of our time. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Now, I want to take this time to tell you, if you don't know Jesus, this God that I preach about, if you don't know who He is, all you've got to do is call out to Him and say, Lord, I ask you to come into my heart and forgive me of all my sins. And I'm telling you right now, He will meet you right where you are. I don't care how broken you are, how defeated or how crushed or what you've done. God will meet you right where you are. And I tell you what, He's never gave up on me, and He's not about to do so. And He will never give up on you. So we thank God for that. Faith Partners, I want to take this time to tell you, thank you so much for your giving, for your sowing into this ministry, for your prayers and support. You help us take this gospel further than ever before. And if you're watching this program, you say, you know what, I've been blessed week after week by this program. I'd like to be a blessing. Why don't you prayerfully consider becoming a faith partner? When you sow into this ministry, you allow us to go to more and more outlets to take this good news, this wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ, to further and further places. And those of you that write us and come in contact with us and need prayer, we thank you for doing that. Thank you for the words of encouragement. And thank you for responding and just saying, hey, we need prayer. We need support. Can you help us? Thank you for those words of encouragement. And until next time, keep walking by faith. I'll see you right here. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at accelerantfaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at accelerantfaith.org as well.
command the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.